When I was growing up um, in my family, we all had chores around the house. As kids, my three sisters and I, and even my mom and dad, inside of the house and also outside of the house. And my dad, every year, he would grow this big backyard vegetable garden, right? So guess what my job was every summer? Yes, pulling weeds. In fact, I was called Weed Boy. <laughs> so I'd be out there pulling the weeds, you know, every, every, every day just in the hot sun. My parents didn't care if I had had heat stroke or whatever, right? I was just out there pulling the weeds every day, right? Child labor, child abuse, all right? And um, my, I, I, I'm telling you, I hated vegetables when I was a kid. Right? I know that's unusual for kids, okay? But I hated vegetables. It was mostly because I had to pull the weeds. In fact, I had such a negative reaction when I was younger. I love vegetables now. There's not a single vegetable I won't eat. But, you know, that was when I was a kid, though. And I remember having such a violent reaction inside, just in, in, you know, in my heart, that whenever we would go, for instance, into a grocery store, when we went in, we would go right through the vegetable area, which we never bought because we always had our own vegetables, to go to the meat counter. I had this like dark fantasy as I was walking through, right? As I was walking through the, the vegetable, and, and the fantasy was that I would, go, I would go and knock down all of the vegetables onto the floor. And then I would stomp on the vegetables and yell, Die, vegetable, die, vegetable, die! <laughs> and I would kill all the vegetables, right? Yeah, um... I got some counseling from that, so I'm okay now. All right, I'm through that. All right. But listen, my, my mom and my dad had a plan. And their plan was that we would grow up understanding the value of food. Right? From a seed to the plate, that we would understand the value of food. And it wasn't just that. It was other things, you know, like we, we were taught to clean our room. Uh, taught, I, I, this was another job. I was the pooper scooper for the dog in the backyard, <laughs> right? And then we were um, taught uh, to do laundry. We were taught to cook, where we actually, as kids, grew up cooking and cooked for the whole meal for the family, you know? Uh, we were taught to have out door jobs too where we made money. You know, so like for the winter during this time, I would plow neighbors' driveways. And I was taught for the older people not to take money. And then um, I, I, for during the summers, I had multiple lawn jobs. And I was taught to save and the value of money and I, what to spend my money on and what not to spend my money on. My mother and father had a plan. And as a kid, I didn't see that plan, certainly in the fullness. And, and there were times I didn't understand it, and I didn't agree with it. I resented it. I didn't follow it. I rebelled against it. I had my wayward years as a teenage where I rejected all of that in like in a vociferous way, Right? But my mother and my father, they were persistent and they were consistent. And they never gave up on us. 
because they knew that the plan was a good plan and that it would bless our lives not only as kids but into adulthood and then we could by the way that we learned this plan could be a blessing for others and that we could also learn to trust in someone other than ourselves and our own perspective our own plan and our own power and early on I learned to trust in my mother and my father and their plan. Even though, of course, part of that is struggling with it. And that's okay. I never will forget when this really came home to roost for me and just had an aha moment. It's when I was a young adult and I was at college and um, I'm around other young adults my age and I, and I just started to see in my friends that they didn't know how to clean their rooms. They didn't know how to do laundry. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't know the value of money. They, di they didn't know how to be self-directed and self-disciplined. And I saw how they suffered from that and how other people suffered because of that. <laughs> I'll never remember, never forget teaching some of my buddies how to do laundry and, and how to cook, you know? It was like just one of those aha moments in my life. The, my point is this. God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for every single one of you. And as we're growing up spiritually, and that includes all of us, not just chronologically when we're young, but as we age, we're always called to continue to grow spiritually in our relationship with Christ. So as we're growing up spiritually, we may not always see God's plan. Or we may think that we see it, and we see it wrongly. You know, like when bad things happen to us in this broken world because of broken people. We may want to blame God for that, but that's not God, that's people, right? Or systems in our world that are broken. We want to blame God because we're the victim of that. That's not God, that's us as human people and living in human community. So we may get him wrong sometimes. And when it is his plan, we may not understand it fully, we may not appreciate it, we may um, not like it, maybe not follow it all the time. We may even rebel against it. But God knows it's a good plan for us. And so he is consistent and persistent. And he never gives up on us. And if we allow, we can learn to trust in someone other than ourselves and our own ideas and perspectives and opinions and experiences and our own power. And when that happens, then we can learn to trust in God and God's plan. And then God's plan will bless our lives. And then we, by following God's plan, will be a blessing to so many others. I think this is what's going on in today's gospel. In Matthew chapter 1, St. Joseph. 
And St. Joseph, he finds out that Mary is pregnant, but by someone other than him, St. Joseph. And so he makes a plan to dismiss her, to separate himself from her. But then he has a dream, and in the dream, God comes to Joseph in an angel, and the angel says to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife into your home, for it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that she has conceived, and she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, which means God saves. So remarkably, Joseph changes all of his plans. And he trusts in someone other than himself. And he takes Mary into his home. And he is blessed and she is blessed. And Jesus is blessed. And all the world at that time is blessed. And all time is blessed. Because Joseph was willing to follow God's plan rather than his own. And here's, here's the thing. How could have Joseph understood what the angel was saying to him? That Mary would conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit? The whole idea of the Holy Spirit being the third person of the Trinity, three persons in one God, was foreign to the Jews at that time. That doesn't happen, that fullness of the revelation of who God is, until Jesus is born and becomes a man and reveals the reality of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph didn't understand. But Joseph trusted and put himself under God rather than above God. And all of time has been blessed because of that. My brothers and sisters, we live in a culture now, again, where there are so many people who don't follow God, who don't know God, right? And maybe some of that is simply because they did not grow up with parents who they could trust. And because they never learned to trust fully and rightly and, and in a healthy way, people who were supposed, they were supposed to be able to trust, that doesn't get translated into God. And so they can't trust God. Or maybe something else happened to them in life and they blame God. Or maybe they didn't grow up with faith. Or maybe they did grow up in faith, but the world just swept them away with all that the Lord world offers, but never fulfills like God does. And they're just out there swimming in that ocean right now, right? And they think that's it. Whatever, whatever. But we live in a world now, and some of these are family and friends and people that you know who don't know God and don't know God's plan for them, or they think they know it, and they'd gotten it wrong, and they're not going to follow God. Whatever the case may be, they're not following. They don't understand it. They don't appreciate it. They're rebelling against it. But you, like Joseph, 
are here on a, in a church on a Sunday morning putting yourself under God, trusting in God. I'm not saying fully and perfectly and completely. And yes, we all sometimes rebel against that. Even as a priest, sometimes there's things that God asks me to do I don't want to do, right? So I get that. But here we are. And God wants to use you as his angels. And he wants to send you into their lives. It's interesting. The Greek word for angels is angelos, and it means messenger. God wants to send you into their lives with the message that he has a plan for their lives, and it is for their good. But sometimes that's not where you start, right? Because they get him wrong, they don't know him, they're angry at him, whatever. But where you can start is you can be persistent in your pursuit of them and consistent. You can never give up on them and your love for them. And your willingness to spend time with them and to show them that they, that they have value in your life. That you care for them. And they'll learn then to trust you. And then after they learn to trust you, then you can point them to God and say you can also trust him. If you can trust me, a human person who's imperfect, you can trust him who will love you perfectly. And then they can change their life plan like Joseph did. And God can be a blessing in their lives. And then they can bless the lives of so many others that they're not blessing right now. In fact, hurt people hurt people. And you can be part of their healing and their restoration. And isn't that, isn't that what we're going to celebrate in a week at Christmas? The second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, Trusting in his father's plan. And that plan wasn't always easy for him, was it? And it isn't always easy for us. But he trusted in it. And by trusting in it, he blessed all of you. He is saving all of you. And God's plan for us as Christians, because we take his name Christ, is not only to trust in the Father, but be the one that he sends into the life of the world. The world of the people that are around you right now. And he did and is doing in you, in them. I want you all to close your eyes. We'll end with this. Everybody close your eyes. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer quickly for yourself. And I just want you to follow my words. You don't, you don't have to say this out. Just say this in the silence of your hearts to God. Heavenly Father, I trust in you. I know I don't always, and I know it's not easy. I know sometimes I don't understand you. Sometimes I get you wrong. Sometimes I rebel against you. 
help me to trust in you and your plan for my life. And that it's always for my good. And to bless me. And that I can become a blessing for others. I want this. Never give up on me. And Father, help me to be this for others. Send me. Help me to be the angel, the messenger. Help me to be persistent and consistent and to never give up on them and teach them to trust in you and your plan so that they may know your blessings and be a blessing to others. Now with your eyes still closed, I want you to think about who those people are right now. And to spend a few more minutes just giving yourself to God and asking Him to help you give yourself to others. Those people that God is putting in your mind right now. And pray for them. Just spend a few moments doing that.